Welcome, welcome, welcome to Conversations with My Cuz. I am Shayla Shay. It's me, your girl Michelle with the one L. And I'm Brother Love, Brother Love, EJ Big Ra. Hey, Ra. What's up, y'all? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's up, ladies? How y'all feeling? I'm good. How are you, sir? Feeling all right. Feeling all right. Well, I just had the whole week with my boy. So, right quick, I got a phone call on Monday. Got hey, daddy, I got a big surprise. What happened? I got the whole week out. Come get me. So, <laughs> that is a you didn't expect that. <laughs> hey, so I went and got him. I picked him up on Tuesday. We was riding around hot boy uh, Thursday. I said, you know what? Let's go out there to the um, American, um, Afro-American um, National Museum, the Smithsonian uh -huh. in D.C. Oh, nice. So we were, we rode out there. Uh, we was watching the Emmett Till movie. Mm -hmm. So oh, a friend okay. of mine told me that the exhibit was out there. So okay. we actually rode out there Friday night. We jumped in the truck, uh, got some food together. The next thing you know, we we was rolling. Uh, wow. stay in the hotel. We had a really good time, but I stopped to see that image. Um, the Emmett Till exhibit is uh, it's pretty emotional. Is it really puts you? It's it's the original casting because you know they exhumed his body. Yeah, and um, to see if it was really him with a DNA. That original casket, the family donated to the museum. Mm -hmm. Oh and wow! They okay. refurbished it and they put all the lining and stuff. And I don't know if you saw the movie, but. They had him closed, but they had his face open. Yeah. And see what they right. did to him. That they had that case in there, and they also had the original picture of mm -hmm. the, of the guy up again. So it was, yeah. it was, and they had like a funeral going. So it was pretty touching. It was, it was kind of crazy. So it that's is really a hard thing to see. I mean, yeah. it just kind of, even though it was a while ago, it really kind of gives you that whole feel of what it must have been like to really actually be in that space and see that young man in the condition that he was. Right. And that in itself is heartbreaking. And the fact that we're still dealing with things like that, right? Yeah. yeah. What what are we talking about? What just happened? Yeah. To Kyrie. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Outside of the machines, etc. I'm sure yeah. because of what they did to him, that you know he was severely beaten as well, right? In the bad very part, very similar thing. Bad part about that—that that was even our own people. And that's and that to me is makes it even more hurtful that it was yes. it was us, right? And, and I know that you guys said that y'all didn't see the videos, but I did watch the video and I saw some of it. The way that they just was around him his body just making jokes about like i just it was just unbelievable and i i understand about three of the guys they were from the fraternity the omegas what like, well, cues well, yeah two dogs yeah, yeah. and that fraternity what is what do they stand for and you they know, against everything that that fraternity stands for everything yeah I, you know, absolutely when I when I found out about the story, it was it's interesting to me because my first thing said, "Boy, every white person in America is gonna be like, yeah, get him.' Yeah, I've been mm -hmm. jumping on us about this. I'm telling you, yeah. they're gonna they they're gonna be you're gonna go check out um Fox News Network. It's gonna be some ignorant person that's gonna say it's not only the white people that beat the police; it's the black too." It, and that's what um, I was really, really upset about when I actually thought about it. You're going to see the comparison that's coming next. It's yeah, so and I mean, oh, go ahead, so, Sam. Sorry, I had I had two different conversations with um, people, and it was really interesting how we um, take that whole situation and absorb it. The first thing that the person said to me was, you know, after saying this happened, blah blah blah, they were like, you know, I hate to be this kind of a person, hmm. but it's amazing to me how quickly they were fired and then judged. And then, you know, um, everything went down so quickly. And it's like, it's, is it because it's four black police officers? Right? And, yeah, I, and that's what I was going to say, too. I was going to say the same exact thing that people were saying that that things happened in such a fast manner 
that they want to compare it if it was the white, you know, how it would have went down. But we, I mean, we see it firsthand. I mean, either way, no matter how it went down, they need to be arrested. But um, even still, I mean, I guess you can make those comparisons. Yeah. Another person that I spoke to said, another person, a father, said that his son called him and was saying to him, you see what I'm talking about? Because his father is one to be like, the police are not your enemy. And he said mm. to him, I keep trying to say to you that it doesn't matter whether they're black or white. If it's a police officer, that is what they're doing to us. And don't expect me to be able to have a different conversation with you because look at that. And that yeah, was it's really unfortunate sad. now. And it's sad because now the youth that's coming up, they're seeing it's like, dang, that's one of one of <laughs> he looks like me. Right. Yep. You know, and, and I really want to put this out there though, because every officer isn't a bad officer. You know, so, I mean, we know, we know police officers you know, that you know right. that are not. And a lot of them, you know what I'm saying? A, a lot of them. You know, it's, it's it's scary out there. And sometimes I just don't think a lot of officers that actually take the job, they're not built for the job. And they they, they really don't know. And sometimes they send, they send officers in to patrol certain neighborhoods and certain things, and their whole life changes because they've never seen nothing like that. And I also think about the, um, I was going over this with a friend, the 60 college credits and all of that stuff that, that mm. they actually detailed to put on the police officers. That's mm -hmm. why you, I believe that's when you've seen the change when they start implementing college educations and stuff like that. Now you don't have the average neighborhood people becoming officers and they mm -hmm. mean people from a totally another lifestyle, a totally another neighborhood, and this is why I think a lot of the times these things happen too. These cops panic, and you know it's it's crazy in the training. They need to be trained. Mm. And part yeah. of it is what are you training them for, right? You need to right. be able to train them mentally, emotionally. There's a lot that goes into that because I can't imagine getting up every day and thinking, "Is this a day I'm going to have to fight for my life?" And I'm right. immersed in a an right. environment that is continuously violent, right? How exactly. do you get up and not feel like you need to be able to defend your life? Now, does that morph into what we saw? It should never. But there has to be someone that is accountable to the situation that is able to say, stop. And why is it that everyone seems to, at least with those mm -hmm. four, didn't have um, something to say, hey, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, the comment says they need to do periodic psychological evaluations on them. Different circumstances can cause them to have forms of PTSD without being diagnosed. And I can agree Great. with that. I can agree with that 100%. Great. It's just unfortunate. It's unfortunate because it keeps happening. Yeah. It keeps happening and it's, it's unfortunate. So, you know, rest in peace to the young, young, young King Tyree and sending out our prayers and condolences to his family. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was that's a somber note, right? It's hard to come back from that. that. Yeah. We don't usually have these kind of moments, so it's it's even hard yeah. for us to even we can be out. serious, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> we can be. Oh man, that thing just brought me down. Let me take me a drink right quick. <laughs> right, we didn't toast. Right, I have tea. We did today, not though. toast, but I also want to send some love and condolences to one of our best fans, um, Keisha and Kenya. They always front and center. They lost their stepfather um, today, actually. Oh, so wow. he probably won't be in the comments. So we just want to send some love and condolences. Um, Key is our Key is our Apollo lady. She's right here, front and center, first person in the chat, and that's my best friend. So. Yeah, <laughs> sending yeah, love to them. Too. Rest yes. in peace to Mr. Donald. Mr. Donald, yeah, man. He fought a long, hard battle. He really yeah. did. Yeah. Well, Ra, I wanted to um give you, which is difficult for me to do, but to give you the floor, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> I had a conversation with you. Mean, uh, Ray's, 
<laughs> I don't know how this is gonna go, but since this is a let me ask, this is sort of a let me ask my cousin's question. Yes, it sort of is. It sort of is. You gonna do it? So I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, listen, I, I got a promotion, y'all. I'm, I'm gonna do it. Promotion. I'm on TV. <laughs> so, do you know what time it is? Do you know what time it is? <laughs> It is time for Let Me Ask My Cuz. Yeah. <laughs> cuz, I got a question for you. I really want to get your opinion about something. I had a conversation with someone recently that I thought was really interesting. Um, we was talking about these young men today and just like the young women and dating, right? And he was, he called it, he, what he called it was the Steve Urkel effect. And he was talking about how a lot of these young men, out here that tend to be on the right side, the nicer guys, the ones that's really trying to do something with their life, have a really hard time dating, getting women, talking to women, having women even, you know, not just check for them, but want to be with them. And mm -hmm. I was thinking about that. Me and Shell was talking about this a little bit before we brought it to you. So sorry to bump, Wait, you know, Shelly, just to catch you off guard. Since our guest is in the background, can we bring him in? for this he, he could come <laughs> yeah so you know him and rock can give us some male perspective on this and i think that'll be a Absolutely. dope thing since he's already here so all right i hope you don't mind we bringing him on early so ladies and gentlemen we have a friend to the and show we're going to bring him on <laughs> <laughs> so we want to welcome brother amir to the show hey, amir. welcome welcome amir thank you thank you thank you thank you how are you doing with me ask how you doing Right. I'm doing wonderfully. How are all of you? Yes. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy I hope you guys had a wonderful yeah. holiday yeah. season. Yeah. So. Yes, yes, absolutely. So all we just right. snatched you out the back. So I said, I, know. <laughs> I don't know if you were listening good. to it. <laughs> you heard a little bit about the beginning of what I was saying, right? Yes. So this yes. is for both you and Ron. Y'all could just talk about this. Um, so what the brother was saying to me is that a lot of these young men that he sees, right, they suffer from the nicer ones, the ones that's really trying to do things with their life and really kind of be on track. They suffer with not getting girls. And like, you know, he just was kind of real blunt with it. Like they're not really getting any because these women that are out here want, the good women want the bad guys, the bad girls want the bad guys. And a lot of them are just not getting any play at all. And it's like, it's unfortunate, but you know, and I'm, and what I was saying to him is, all right, so what does the good guy do? What does the good guy do in that situation? How does, you know, A, who are we, whose mindset do we need to fix, right? And, and what are we doing about it? Because really, them the ones that really need to be flourishing, if you ask me. So I just wanted to get y'all opinion. A, is it true? Y'all feel like that's the way things are? And, you know, what's going on with these young men and these young women out here today? Uh, you want to go first, Rob, or you want me to go first? I'm gonna let you go first. Okay. He's gonna let you go first. You know, yeah, let you go first. Say. No, oh, I, well, don't start. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think the the first thing you know we have to take into account is we live in a world where, technically speaking, everything that is supposedly wrong is seen as right, and what is right is seen as wrong. So that's the first mm. thing we got to take off the table. That just goes across the board. It doesn't make difference if you're a young person or old person. Okay. But to that young man in particular, what I would tell him is stay the course. You know, one of the things that I found, because I was one of those guys who probably was in the same position he was coming up, seemed to be a nice guy and didn't always seem to fit the bill, as they would say, you know, for what ladies were looking for, quote unquote, or whatever. And what tends to happen is as time goes on, to, you know, the chagrin of some of you ladies after sometimes maybe going that route and, you know, dealing with the gentleman who has a little more, is a little more edgy and, you know, things of that magnitude, you find out that maybe edgy isn't really the lane you want to be in, but it yeah. takes some time to, you know, to get off of that road for some ladies. Um, okay. And I think that the biggest thing that they're up against now is obviously with the advent or with the addition of all of these apps, whether they be Facebook, Instagram, and whatever other apps, you know, these young people are using. The, again, like I said, there's certain ideologies that are being pushed way more than others. So for instance, you know, everything is, I need a six figure man, or, you know, I need these kinds of, you know, 
uh, parameters and these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And the reality of it all is that's a small percentage of who and what the world really represents. Most guys, you know, good, bad, indifferent may fall into a specific category as far as the amount of money they make and even as far as the kind of guy that they are. But because that's not necessarily talked about on a constant basis, it's in the background. So then okay. ladies don't get the opportunity to look and see like, oh, my God, it's a nice guy. He's got a normal job. Maybe, he, you know, he just works in an office or he's an office manager or whatever the case may be. He's a garbage man, whatever. It's not sexy. So I don't want it because it's not sexy, even though this is a man who clearly has his business you know, acumen in order. He's obviously making money. He's taking care of himself. He's handling his bills and all the things that should be the box that need to be checked. Okay. Where the edginess comes into play and could be a good thing or bad thing is, well, and you know, you ladies may attest to this or may not attest to this. I need somebody who's going to protect me and, you know, so forth and so on. You only need protection when you're putting yourself in situations where you need protection. If most of us would just take a moment and go, hey, you know what? I'm out and about the world as it stands is a beautiful place. As long as I look for the beauty in that place, mm -hmm. then that eliminates all of that. But too many of us want to show off. I want to prove stuff to everybody. I say this all the time. This is no disrespect to you ladies in particular, or any other lady for that matter. But I think that we live in a world now where being in a relationship is a proving ground. It's like going to great adventures. You got the t-shirt, mm. you got the <laughs> visor, and you feel good about yourself. But that's not what it should be because technically speaking, as far as relationships go, it should be two complete people who then complement each other. We've right. been taught he or she completes me. No, they don't. They complement you. You're right. supposed to come in completed. And because a lot of us aren't doing that, because a lot of us don't understand that concept, then we have young men such as the one who you know approached you and said, hey, this is what I'm kind of dealing with out here in these streets. Where do you think like, that think breakdown that. comes from in the relationship between young men and young women? and? Because for me, it's about a lot of them don't want to be married. They want to kind of float around and, you know, just not actually link up with someone in a, a mental and emotional way. They just want to have that somebody to be able to say, I got me a nice looking guy. I got me a really pretty woman on my, you know, on my side for that moment. But, you know, where, where does that breakdown come from? Well, down now at this particular stage of the game comes from the fact that, and this is, you know, again, speaking generally, not individually, a lot of us aren't healed. A lot of us have been in, in and out of love at various stages of our life. You were in love in grade school. The little boy used to pull your hair, used to punch His you in His name off. was Sean. He was, yeah. he, was, he, was, he was in love with you. You was in love with him, but you yeah. just didn't know what love was at that, you know, at that stage. Then maybe somewhere in junior high or high school, something else that came along. That was the lawn. See? <laughs> but, but the point is, you know, you go through those phases and what happens is a lot of times we don't take the time after those phases are over to really look at what happened and what was good, what was bad. And then do we need to keep some of that stuff or do we need to delete it or do we need to, you know, do some augmentation there to make it better? And we don't mm -hmm. do that. Men and women right. give each other some of the worst advice. Guys, first time, you know, we had a boy broke with somebody. Yo, get with somebody new. Son of a lot of men and women out here. <laughs> yes. And you ladies do the same thing. It's, a, it's, it's other men. Why are you? No, you need to <laughs> take a break. Here. Get your life together. Stressed. Figure out, you know, who you are, figure out what really, you know, you like, don't like, and then come back or get back into the game and see what's out there and see, you know, what avenues and, and maneuvers that, you need to make. That really works if you are trying to be in a relationship, if you want to be with somebody um, on that deep level to me. Sorry, Rod, you got something to say? Yeah, let him jump on in. <laughs> I'm going to go totally left, though. I understand what, <laughs> really? what you say is, but I believe it starts in the home. Okay. And, okay. And I believe it starts in the home is because, especially in our age group, maybe a little younger, a lot of men weren't in the home. Okay. So, so growing up as young woman, you, you actually didn't get a chance to see what that nice guy really represented. A lot mm -hmm. of, a lot of the parents had, a lot of the mothers had men that one, you probably never met because they don't want men over their children and but you hear mom is going through things, things is happening, this, that, and other. Remember, what's normal, what's normal, what's abnormal when you're young could really become normal when you get older because it takes you a minute to get to to understand it. So if if you don't see a, a man 
loving you, nurturing you, um, even giving you the time, then you don't that might look lame to you. It might look like it's something foreign. Because you know? that's not what you're familiar with. That's, that's, that's not, not familiar that's to not you. With the everyday norms. And right. then and then the position of the men that that we had ahead of us, they take on women was just totally different. Then it was more of I'm providing, I'm doing this, and that's it. No matter who I'm with, no matter what I'm doing, that that is the old school way. Men having three different families, um, things like that, and now it becomes attractive because that's all that you know. So here comes a guy wanting to give you some flowers. You ain't never seen your mama get no flowers. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? So, yeah, at, the, yeah. so at the same time, is that. We, we we don't know. And then I think with us growing up as men, you know, we try to be the nice guy. You know, give you some flowers and some juju beans after you get hit over the head with the flowers a couple times. You're going to throw your Tims on and bring your jeans down and you're going to start. <laughs> you know, so, I, you know, and we do what we do as especially young men. You do it to get the girls. Like if you ever look at the old groups like New Edition, why was you saying oh, I was singing to get the girls? Right. So, so right. a lot of the things is, you know, even like when we grew up, like everybody in the hood sold drugs at one point or the other. What you want to hand to hand, whatever it is, that really wasn't because you had to do it. That was because that was the cool thing to do, and that's what the girls was into. Mm. So, and, and they made a couple dollars. Yeah, yeah and make, but really, because <laughs> yeah. if you think about it, where we come from, a, a lot of our we didn't we wasn't poverty stricken like that. Right. No, you understand what I'm saying? Right. Like you would go to other neighborhoods and be like, God damn. Like <laughs> so at, at the same time is is we do it for the girls, but if the girls doesn't don't see that behavior, then it's not normal to them. So now you're lame. And I think that's what really mm-hmm. happens. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. But you know, the saying the nice guys finish last. And like you guys, both of you were touching on the fact that you know, when you what's nice to us is like he's corny, like. I don't want to talk to him. I want to talk to him because look at right. him. He got the swag. So, but yeah. he's a total jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the nice guys over there looking crazy don't even know how to have a hold the conversation, stuttering and carrying on. Be like, I get out of here. I don't even want to talk to you. So that'll be got, the one to sustain you for your life, and you don't. Okay, even know you don't even know that we don't. And mm-hmm. again, what Rashi was saying culturally or where we how we grew up affects that. That thought mm-hmm. process, because if you don't see it in the household, if your father maybe wasn't such the, the nice guy, or you didn't see him treat your mother in a certain type of way, what would you look for? You're looking for somebody that's like your dad. Right. Or for I some often, of us who weren't in the household, dad wasn't there. So we didn't have any example of what a nice guy was. Right. And, so I, and I've made that point that guy. before we, we, we've talked about that, that I didn't grow up with a lot of um, my friends having father figures in their household and there weren't very many you know a good father figures in my life when i was growing up even though my mother was married it wasn't necessarily a good situation right right and so for me i took away a lot of things like i'm never i'm never going to be able to give a man that much power in my life Right, that he, I'm always going to be the one on top. I'm going to be the alpha in the relationship because mm-hmm. I'm not going to give him the room, right, to yeah. do to me what happened to me as a child. Like, all right, it's I had no power mind. there. I had no power because I was a child, but as an adult, I'll be damned. And right. that destructive mindset permeated a lot of my relationships right. and ultimately ruined them. Right. Yeah. Because I was I'm like, man, listen, nah, you can't do that. You wanna know how much I make? You wanna <laughs> blend our, our money? Hell no. You got yours, I got mine. Like mm-hmm. it was a really it took me a long time to figure out that the king's crown does not belong on my head. Right. You know what it is? It, it especially with single mothers and, and girls, they don't actually teach them to be um wives and mothers but to survive in case this is what it is you're taught to be a survivor so at times is is it's just weird that you know and that's the attitude or the energy that's really given so even if that guy comes around even in the adulthood it's the same thing like you know a man might want to come in and say let me do that oh no i ain't let you do that 
For instance, uh-uh. I could ask y'all too right now. Would y'all move in with a man? Huh? Right. Do you trust a man enough to say, I got this, let you need to come here? Uh, 90% some, of the women and I is hell no. What is safety but, net in place? But I, but as I stated earlier, that again has to do with healing. See, if you if you heal up, all of those things don't come into play. We we live in traumas and triggers. We don't live in any other Absolutely. way now. We live in traumas and triggers. And because we live in traumas and triggers, any and the smallest thing, you retort back to the 13-year-old you, the right. 17-year-old you, the 23-year-old you, or whatever the case may be. Right. So that's traumas and triggers. And that's why I say, after you get out of a situation, you got to go back and look good and hard at every bit of that situation and go, hmm, what things really worked and what things didn't. What? We don't do that. What we do is we jump into something new. Right. We take the same energy to, you know, to Shay's point. It's one of the real misknowns, and they, and they did this on purpose. This speaks to what you were talking about, Ra. It's not that, and I always say this, there's not that there isn't uh, models for us to look for. Because Mr. Smith down the block who lived in apartment 6B, if he lived in the projects, he was a nice guy. He took care of his family, yeah. went to work every day, did what he was supposed to do. But you wasn't looking at Mr. Rob. Exactly. You was looking at crazy ass Tyrone who was <laughs> apartment 11B who was wilding out. Who had the girls. But this, but this is what I mean. And, and this is what I mean about programming models and things that we see not only as children, but even as we see as an adult. But the real issue is no matter when you see these things and at what levels, you have to go back and do self-assessment. One of the toughest things that it is for any of us to do as men and women is to take a good hard look at ourselves. I say this more so than any other thing that I say on any live that I've been on. There's no truer words than you can't hide from yourself. So many of us are trying to hide from that. And, And it's because of all of the you know multiple things that have happened in our lives good bad and different but when you start to really unpack that there is nothing that can mess with you after you've unpacked that you you become so free you become so easy to get along with and see the you know forest before the trees and all the other things that you're supposed to be doing on a on a normal basis but you gotta take the moment and look at yourself and then go Okay, what do I need to fix? Because okay. I look, I've I, I spend so much of my time watching all this when I when I get on these lives. It's her fault, his fault, and it's yeah. their fault. It's well, your here's fault. the thing. Let me say this. Yeah. I I didn't know that anything was wrong with how I was reacting in those relationships because I was only really springboarding from what was happening in my household. And right. my mother was doing her best to make sure that the children were okay. And for me, that was my stance as a mother. So I didn't even realize that I needed to fix anything. So that was part of it, right? I didn't get until I got beat upside the head a few times. Right. The thing is, too, I mean, um, from single mothers, though, from single, that point right there, what you just made. When you do self-assessment, what I I love about self-assessment, you're always able to forgive and move on. You don't hold it because you realize what role you might have played in a situation. And then you can say, you know what? Well, if I did that, then this was this, then I could forgive this situation. And once you really forgive, you actually your life, you got a load that's because who wants that? Who wants to harbor feelings or animosity? You get up in the morning because you're mad. I don't want to be mad at nobody. It's too much energy. And I'm too much. old. <laughs> I was afraid. It wasn't. It wasn't anger. Yeah. It was fear. Yeah. I, I have a question. So, with these nice guys who not, you know, not getting any play, do we do we think that maybe those nice guys can turn into those disrespectful men that now have a hatred towards women, or I, I, well, hatred is a strong word, but a dislike towards women because they were rejected and then they turn into those disrespectful men, which is the topic of the show. But before you answer, so let me just introduce the topic. So we are talking about disrespect. Wait, wait this is when I miss Ronald, because men, this is a really important dog. Raised by single mothers. 
So that is today's topic. So what do you guys think about that? Um, well, first off, I'd like to say, I think that you have, you know, definitely a valid point. I think sometimes when good guys or nice guys are seemingly feel they're mistreated or misunderstood, you know, in the early stages of the process, it can turn them into the guys that supposedly, you know, we think that you guys want. The real issue and the real problem for that, though, is sometimes, you know, once you turn the good guy back, <laughs> he may never come back. So that's a, that's a slippery slope. I mean, and the same, you know, for ladies, if, if we're going to be honest. So Absolutely. I always, you yeah. know, try to tell people that you have to point, and this is why I said it's so important to do a self-assessment and, and know where your moral compass is. Stay true to yourself. I One of the things that I found, and, you know, I could be, you know, uh, on here with you guys and say this. I remember being, again, like I said, that nice guy and so forth and so on and didn't get this girl or that girl. And now, 54, I'll be 54 in a, you know, a couple of days or whatever, Damn. a couple of weeks. And, <laughs> and I always smile because now those same young ladies are like, oh, I'm, I'm like, where was you at 81, 82, yeah. When I needed this reassurance, I, right. I, I needed it then. I'm, and I'm not saying that, you know, that men and women don't need reassurance now because, you know, it's all an ongoing process. But what I'm saying is you grow into the same person who you always was. It's just you were afraid to really step into those shoes at such an early stage in your development because there was the stigma and the stuff that went along with it that made right. you feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said, you know, hopefully as you get older, you know, and, it, and if you're smart enough, you understand that all you're doing is stepping into your true self at the right. very least is becoming the you that you were always supposed to be and share with the world. And and that's why I said, if if I could give that young man any um, thing, I'd just say, stay the course, homie, because mm -hmm. you're going to find out down the line that being a nice guy, being, you know, true to yourself is going to pay off in the long run. It's going, you know, you're going to hit some bumps in the road and all that. But at the very end, You'll be thankful that you continue to be you as versus allowing the world to change. And I love that advice. And, and he's probably yeah. like, when? When? <laughs> right? Like, I'm so tired of being on my own. But look, and that's, and we were talking about this as well. Like, where do these very disrespectful men come from that, you know, come from single mothers and things like that? And then here they are. I mean, the horrors that I hear sometimes in the street, right? And more so than that, it's the men that are standing beside them that validates that that kind of behavior that just blows me away. Like, why aren't you holding your men accountable that are beside you? Um, and, and also to add to that before you guys answer, as far as being raised by a single mother, oh, we lost Rob, being raised by a single mother, how is that impacting those men to turn into those disrespectful men towards women? Because you hear women say, how can you be so disrespectful to a woman and you were raised by a black queen or just a queen or a, a woman in general? So what do you guys think about that? Uh, well, personally, I think that there's some, you know, there's always layers to everything, but I think one of the real misnomes about our, that, that dynamic for our, our, uh, people in general is this yes you're raised by a single single mom um you in your mind think to yourself mom is superwoman yeah. because she's the only person who you see on a daily basis going through the processes this is something that i a, a realization i came to you know again like i said this is only because i'm older now one of the things that we don't do a good enough job of is looking at our parents through our eyes now and realizing where they were then Mm -hmm. So, for instance, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm 54 years old. I got a beautiful daughter who's going to be 30 this year. My other daughter is going to be 18. I got two grandchildren. But sometimes in my mind now, I got to look and think to myself when my mother and father were the same age that I am. And I'm going, right. wow, they had five kids and right. we lived in an apartment. And so the pressures and the things that they had to deal with, I never looked at it and thought to myself, wow, my parents were being as humane as they could be and dealing with what they were dealing with to the best of their ability and the best of the information that they had available to them at that time. Yes. So one of the you know true misnomes that we do, again, is 
you know, parents as, you know, sons and daughters, is we don't look at our parents through human eyes. Right. We just think to ourselves, they super people and nothing can hurt them. They don't cry. They don't hurt. They don't have any of these, you know, anxieties and things, you know, the same stuff that we go through. But the reality of it all is they do. And I think if that was something that was taken more into consideration, I think we would have less of what we're seeing in terms of, like you said, the disrespectfulness and in terms of, you know, just understanding, like, again, mom's doing the best that she can. But the biggest thing, and this is, you know, something that always hurts me, is there is a lot of stuff that we are dealing with that is by design, that whether we acknowledge it or don't acknowledge it, that plays a major role as well. And that's everything from having taken, you know, the fathers out of the home, whether it had been, you know, through saying that they were going to get aid to everything to incarcerating, you know, some dads and uncles and so forth and so on. So all of these things factor in. So when you don't have, and, you know, I love all of my mothers and I, and I always go to battle. I kid you not every year when I see this, you know, um, Father's Day comes and mothers, well, I should get Father's Day. No, you shouldn't because you're not a father. Bless your heart. I know Rasheed feels very strongly about that also. Yes. You you know, and here's my thing. You're doing a great job as a mom. So I'm not, I'm never going to take that away from you. And and let's be clear. Mothers are the custodial parent anyway. Dad's job is to protect, lay down discipline, and do what we can to make sure resources and things are in the home. That is predominantly what our jobs are. Right. Now, with that having been said, where we go wrong is, like I said, this new energy that has been introduced to the world that tells women, I don't need a man, uh, I'm a boss, and all of these things. There is male energy that goes along with that. And I say this all the time because, again, this is something that I'm just noticing. There's nothing wrong with you you know, in the case of Chez, she said, you know, being an alpha female, it's, it's nothing. But I always say this. I don't know any dude who wants to date another dude unless you're in that lifestyle. Right. So I need you to be a woman and be feminine because that's yeah. what guys are attracted to. Mm-hmm. Unless, like I said, they're in an alternative lifestyle. And same for a woman. Unless you're in an alternative lifestyle, you do not want to. So what are we doing? So why, why are we having this tug of war when we can clearly go, you know what, let me... Let me well, tone myself down. Let me let me calm down here. Right. Let me figure out how we can again come together and you know uh, help each other versus this combative thing where you know I, I, I come to blows with you every. I, no, I don't. I don't want to do that. That's that's too I much. Don't much. Do that I don't that I'm tired. But I think the um the disrespect comes from from the first question we started with the um with the let me ask my cousin is um. Um, the good, the good girls, um, like in bad guys, the good guy never get none. And the thing is, and the issue is that still carries on. You understand? Mm-hmm. Because when you have the independence, like I know so many females that have got that are with literal, literally morons. And I'm sitting there like, what does this do have to keep doing to you to understand? But but you don't turn around. And you still allow this man to come in and out of your life. But I realized why women tolerate disrespect. Because when I brought the show up, I really thought about a lot of things after the production meeting. I think a lot of women do it because the disrespectful men actually gives the woman the freedom to actually do what they want to do. And what I mean by that means... They don't. They want. They want. They. They don't want a man living with them. They don't want to live with no man. They want to keep their money. They don't want to share their money. They don't want to do any of this. So, only thing that you're gonna attract by doing that is creeps, because you you have to grow. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to get somebody to grow. So if the the goal is really if if you want to do things like move on, buy a home with a guy, do this, merge bank accounts, do all of this stuff. You you have to have you know that kind of man, but being that a lot of women don't want to partake in that, they want to keep their own money, their own apartments, then do this and take care of this. Then that's a lot of the times why you really with that disrespectful guy. Okay, but I have a question. Okay, so as far as the women choosing those disrespectful men and being with them, what contributes to their disrespect? Why are they like right. that? Because y'all like why? Because we why? like it. Oh, not y'all. I'm not gonna not say you. you. Not yeah. <laughs> well, okay, but listen, yes, I can agree with you to some, I mean, do they like it or is it what they used to or whatever the case may be, but they end up with those guys. But those guys are accountable for their own actions. 
what is contributing to them being disrespectful men. And I always look at the fact that if you were raised again, I'm going to go back to that. If you were raised by a woman, how can you disrespect the woman? Where is that coming from? But again, we like I, talk about that. I believe that so, at, at some point that the, these guys, and that's a good question, but at some point these guys, they, they, they can't really get through to a woman. And sometimes that's the kind of behavior that y'all want. So, so, so what you're saying is that it's our fault. I'm not going to say it's your fault. I <laughs> just believe that not, not you in general, but that's no, not me in general, but it's the woman's fault. Why that, they're like that. Okay. So the goal is right. So nobody really wants to be alone. Right. So yes, okay. you're, you're a data, right? Me, I'm a serial data data or I date. So the thing is, is that I date because when I see crazy stuff like this, come on, it's easy for me to move on. You understand what I'm saying? The thing is, is that people, they just get stuck in certain ways and, and they stay there. It could be anything. It could be a, a, a woman frustrating a man, a man frustrating a woman. A pressure bust pipes in relationships at times. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to go and you don't go. You mm -hmm. stay there. Okay. And it becomes more disrespect. The disrespect comes on mm -hmm. more. But it, it to me, it comes from people not setting boundaries and allowing people to do certain things. If you mm -hmm. don't allow it, it won't happen. You're, you're right. Okay. You're right. I agree. I agree. I agree. But but they're still going to be disrespectful whether or not we allow them to be that. I, so they're I, that I, man I, no matter what. I, but I think you also I think you also have to factor in, you know, first of all, Rob makes a great point. But like I said, you got that you got healing. And then I think the third thing that, you know, we don't talk about enough anymore is because the family is so fractured. And by that, I simply mean we aren't in the same space that we were when we were kids and our parents were in control. Exactly. So right. I don't know about y'all, but I know I had to go to see grandma every weekend or every other weekend. Every and weekend. it was, it was, either, yeah, it, was either, right. it was, it was one grandma or the other grandma, you know, it was alternating weekends, but that's you had right. to go see grandma. And I, and I bring that to the table because what happens is when you went to see grandma, then you got to see your uncles and you got to see, you know, so forth and so on. And you realize that, wait a minute, I got some uncles who might be some street cats and you know, if, I'm acting out of line or whatever. They call you in the back room. Hey, hey, I mean, I heard you've been uh, doing some stuff there, bro. It's like, what's going on? So because we don't necessarily have, you know, that factoring in, in some cases, you also have the disrespect because of that. Because I know for a fact there was plenty of days that my father made trips to go see the boyfriends and or the men and certain cousins and whatever lives. And there was some roughing up and everything got straightened out. out. Just, you, you understand what I'm saying? So because we don't necessarily have that as much as we used to in the past, that's another thing. And then I think one of the biggest things is this. There is a weird disconnect between the youth and the elders, um, unlike, what, like I said, when we were coming up. And even for me now, I'd say this to people all the time. I don't care if you're a year older than me, two years, whatever, you're older than me, which means you've been here a little bit longer. You may know mm -hmm. something a little bit more than I do. But I find that when you talk to today's youth, everything is OG or whatever or auntie, you know, whatever. And they act as though you being here 40, you know, four decades or five decades or six decades doesn't mean something. I'm like, look, you got two, maybe three decades under your belt. Calm down. You got right. a ways to go. And I think that because of that, then we have this weird, you know, duality where they say, well, you know, to your point, I don't want to, you know, end up like my mother and my father did and this and that and the third. Look, there was a lot of things that possibly did go wrong with your mother and your father. However, they made sure you were kind of okay. I always tell people this. One of the things that I struggle with, you know, especially our generation is, you know, we give our kids everything. I'm like, why are y'all giving these kids everything? They need to learn how to struggle for some shit too. I, and yeah, I'm I sorry, the person, but they need to learn how to struggle. I said, because... If you if you don't teach these kids or give these kids the opportunity to learn some stuff for themselves and on their own, then what are we teaching them? Because that's technically what we had to do. Now, right. do I mean that you have to totally abandon your kids? No. But to give them everything, to always solve their problems? No, you, you have to sit down, bump your head and then figure some stuff out. Why? Right. Because any of the four of us in these squares, unfortunately, tomorrow we could not wake up. And if you've been right. doing everything for your kids, what are they going to do? I'll wait. It's a handicap. So I, you know, I, I stress that, you know, as well. I, like I said, there's just, you know, so many things that factor into a lot of what we're faced with because of 
our ideologies, some old that we still think work. You know, we, we got ideology, ideologies from 78 that we still use. And we in 2023, y'all. It, mm. it, they, they're not even close to working now. Put it to bed. Yeah, it, can, yeah. it can also be to um, young men coming up with mothers that are just out of control. And they, they don't a lot they, of that. They don't have the um they don't even respect their mothers. Yeah. So how are they gonna respect See, go. my thing is is that I, I tell you know um everybody, you know, look look at how like I would tell my daughter, look at how a man treats his mother. Absolutely. And you gotta look Absolutely. at the relationship with the mother. Um, you know, not to disrespect the mothers that are out there, you know, y'all done the best that y'all can do. But some of y'all had done some things, you know, and right. you know, and you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a serial data, and I've been in a couple situations. And if I say, "Baby girl, listen, this ain't right," chilling here, you know, then mm. it, ain't, it ain't right, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want no big ass six seat nigga knocking me in my head, like you know what I'm saying. So it, it could be to the thing where you do got to understand that you know the energy that you put out towards your kids. You understand is is the energy it that matters. you're gonna get back, and I think Absolutely. that plays a lot into it as well. You know, and I know for our generation, at least I know I can speak for us. Like we um, weren't the parents that were in the clubs. It just wasn't a thing when I was mm -hmm. a parent. Like mm -hmm. you know, when I was twenty something, there were clubs out there, but it was just no way. Like we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have all that stuff to be able to right. manage that kind of lifestyle. But now, you know, there's a, a whole nother generation that having kids very young and still want that lifestyle. Where for me, my mother was like, Okay, you're a mother, that's it for you. You know, you know, you gotta stay home. Our babysit sometime. But and they baby, better be you are a month, right? Put them to bed. <laughs> And when you're done, come back here because when they wake up, you making breakfast. You better right? be here. That's this right. New generation, right? They, the kids, they coming together, putting the kids all with one person to watch all the kids, and the, and the posse is out in the street and doing their thing. And oh, so they the, doing the, it in front of the kids because now they get together at each other's houses and drink and smoke and do all kind of foolishness right in the front kids of the kids up late at night. Right, and I'm I'm a firm believer that kids survive under structure. Like they thrive Absolutely. under structure and oftentimes they don't have that. And okay. so these are the young men. These are the women that, that turn into that, that come up and like the, I'm, I feel like the makeup and everything else that these kids are like, they, they're over-sexualized at a very young age. Yes. Like I couldn't even get a little tiny heel on my jellies when I was a kid. My mother was <laughs> like, where do you think you're going? And when we got a chance to wear a little heel on Easter, it was, like the best. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the best thing uh, ever. <laughs> you know, yes. it's bad now. Kids don't even get dressed up on Easter. You they don't. <laughs> children on Easter, it's like Halloween. It's that, yeah. that means we got to talk about the breakdown of the church as well. If we get into that whole subject, yeah, and that's yeah. a whole but, other but show. I'm just, I'm Absolutely. just talking about the days on which. Where you're supposed to get dressed up, and it's like times times is really really changing. Women with multiple men, that's that's another thing. Like me, I don't I don't really, and my my kids is grown. You know, my son is he'll be 15. It's the same thing. No, you ain't meeting my kids. You understand? Yeah, I'm, yeah, you got it. Yeah, grown. So when I'm out there dating, no, I don't want to meet your son. I we ain't there yet. We we'll probably never get there. But I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> I don't want to meet you or your your children. We ain't here for that. Yeah, and it's not, it, and they're ready to meet. They want they want you to meet them kids early. I mean, it took early. me a long time. My kids will be like, if I meet somebody, I know that this is somebody my mother exactly be with exactly. for real. Like this is but, not just no random. But y'all, but y'all hit the nail on the head. The, you know, the difference is it's a different time. People aren't as guarded as they could and as they should be. You know, one of the things that I always thank my mom till this day for is the way she guarded us. You know, she didn't believe in spending the night over friends' houses and all that kind of, you know, foolishness. And, you know, I'm sure you guys have all heard or have horror stories with your friends who oh, was over, you know, such, such, and was his big brother, little sister, whatever, and, you know, craziness happened. But I think, you know, says you, you said something that was important. I think one of the other things that we're up against, and that's why I said earlier, with the advent of all of these apps, 
we are fighting a losing battle because the information that is readily available. See, back in our day, you know, all we had was Encyclopedia Britannica or some format of that. There was no pictures. <laughs> there was no, you know, you couldn't, there was nothing to get from that. You know, now every day, if you're on TikTok, there's some new dance challenge and people are scantily clad. And I just say this because, you know, and again, this is no disrespect to anybody, but the fact that everything from you being able to, like I, the wig thing is one of the things that I just smile about. I'm not mad at anybody who wears wigs, but I always laugh because I remember I wigs. <laughs> no, no, I, no, because I know wigs in my day, that was regulated to your godmother or your grandmother or something like that. But yeah. I see young ladies is in the, you know, like 12, 13. Y'all used to have, you know, when you was a little girl, you used to have beads and, and barrettes. These little girls got mm -hmm. weaves at nine. Like, why does she got a If her hair's not growing strong, then you need to, you know, comb it properly, grease mm -hmm. it, and do all the things that it's supposed to do to make it strong. That's my point. You couple that with then the fun videos that I'm sure y'all have come across where it's a guy look just like me, and then you he put his hand in front of the screen and he comes back and he's a girl, and you're like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm confused. And, <laughs> right. The world. So what I'm saying is the, the amount of information that is, you know, coming to us and our children in real time is so overwhelming. And because yeah. there is no break and see, one of the things that I always tell people, we had breaks. TV went off at midnight. Remember yes. the flag or the nine o'clock yes. went off at 12 o'clock. Yes. That was it. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't get to do any more after that. We, we now have TV 24 hours a day. We now have, you know, uh, TV shows looping and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So it's just, and then we don't even want to talk about this. This is just funny to me. Back in the days, and I can tell you all this funny story. So we had, we lived in the projects and you know how you had the tile floors in your apartment. Yes. So, you know, you had to use the machine to buff them and make them, you know, real shiny. I remember as a kid, my two older brothers, I got two older brothers, and I remember they were watching Caligula, and they had their bedroom oh, door locked, but because oh, the floors were so shiny... Out of Caligula, too? Caligula. No, no, but, but, but because the floors were so shiny, you could see it off the reflection on the floor. So, you know, you know you're watching it that way. But I bring that up because now you can accidentally put something in on your phone and be like, oh, wait a minute, I, I didn't, you know, so right. that's the difference. We didn't, we didn't have this kind of you know, direct uh, information coming to us in all these various ways. Yeah. So the growing up uh, that a lot of these kids are into and doing has to do with the fact that they just have access that we didn't have. Yeah, we Getting the first base was a big thing for us up until yeah. he was like 13, yeah. 14 now, years old. Now, score. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? So that's why I said it's, it's just, you know, there's just so much more that is readily available and that these kids are now have access to just based off of so many different things so as parents we have to do the best we can obviously to police and then do excellent you know some explaining i tell everybody i parent the same way i'm talking to y'all when my daughters ask me stuff i'll be telling them all right i'm gonna tell you the real story just so <laughs> you know what this is about because it doesn't make sense to make up some you know fictitious situation this is what happened so mm -hmm. this way you know that this is possible I don't want you to be out here thinking to yourself, oh, no, no, this is this is real stories with real, is. you know, consequences. And I think that if we, you know, learn to, you know, give our kids a little bit more of that and help them understand that decisions that they make have consequences. It might not be immediate, could be down the line, but it most certainly has consequences. And you have to really walk that line, you know, as best Absolutely. you can. So, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and a lot of things too. Um, with the going back to the respect thing, um, a lot of men don't communicate. Um, and a lot of women, and, and this is what I find out too, a lot of women don't appreciate men that want to communicate. You understand what I'm saying? So at, at times it's like if, if you can't communicate and talk things out, what happens? You you, you gotta get it out some way. You understand. That goes back to what we were talking about, about self-reflection to me. Oftentimes, they don't know why they're upset about something, right? They, they right. Something happens and they react to the situation, but don't self-examine to say, why did that bother me so? 
And why did I know it? Triggers and traumas, right? And so then there's no communication about it because it becomes action, reaction, disrespectful to me. I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to be disrespectful to you. So you, and more so, so you don't ever do that again to me. Right. So then then we're just, this is where we're at. We're bumping into each other, hurting each other. Well, right. I tell you, I I appreciate when you serial date because that's another thing is when, when, if I find a woman that I can't communicate with, it, you know, it's it's no, you know, because a woman, I've been in things. What, what are you talking about? And see, all of that. Listen, I, I'm not, I'm not ready for all that. You know, I'm. I was gonna, you know, I was gonna say, communicate. Say to you, I don't think it's, I don't think that it's men and women can't communicate. I do think that it's this. I think that there is communication. I think one of the toughest things that we haven't learned, we're not good at listening, because we have traumas and triggers. Yeah, anybody ever tell you something? And the minute they say something that triggers you, you want to jump in. It's like double dutch. You, you can't yes. wait to jump. Calm down. Let me finish my train of thought first. And then you can come back and react. The problem is we've also been programmed to be very, sh- you know, our, our memory and, and our ability to think about things is split second now. Because, again, stuff is coming at us in real time and so fast and so often. And I think that even if you communicate, communication does not work. If the person then cannot comprehend and apply, exactly. So you can communicate all you want, but as long as they can't comprehend it and then apply it, then it's all for naught. That's what so, I was to the brick that's wall. What, right. That's what I was telling you about. That as soon as you start talking, then you don't. Like, rah, rah, rah. See, <laughs> you're not even comprehending what I'm trying to tell you. So you know we're gonna leave this right where you at. <laughs> what was your address again? Let me just drop you off. How that working? Oh my goodness. <laughs> So I think that that's a valid point. I mean, you both with the communication thing and um, the triggers and the traumas. I'm going to use that one. I like that. Triggers and traumas. Um, I think I lost my train of thought. Somebody (laughs) in the chat was just saying that um, you have to know how to speak their language. Right. And that goes back to the onus. and, And I had a conversation with someone. I know we don't have a lot of time, but who is it? Who is the onus on the person that's that's trying to get the message across, or the person that's receiving it to make sure that they're hearing the right thing? Because people don't often say what I think you're saying to me is right to even get the clarity, even when you're listening. Like I, you walk away and be like, "Oh, that mother effer was trying to," because you don't really know because you didn't because ask the proper question, right? Because I agree. You, you, you automatically have taken what they said and you filtered it through your own triggers and traumas, right? right. Came out right. with a solution right. and it has nothing to do with what the person was trying to tell you. And you're not taking the time to say, did you mean to say, or what were you trying to communicate is what I received and this is what I heard to be clear. And so- yeah. There, there lies another problem, right? So there again, so who problem. does it fall on then? Does it fall on the communicator or the receiver? Who's you know? I, I think well, I, effectively, I think it, it falls on both of you. Yeah, but I think that it's is that, that people just need to learn how to communicate. I had that issue, and, and I was very mm-hmm. judgmental, but and, and I was also. Um, I was, I, I used to answer quick. And my thing now is before I really, when I'm into communication with somebody, it could be business, it could be relationship, it could be anything. What I really do is I give myself five seconds before I respond because maybe I need that time to, to actually receive the information that you're really trying to tell me and not be so quick to answer. So you'd be like, oh, it could be anything. You ugly, you ugly. Okay, let me just get out a minute. Just call me ugly. Or so I'm just saying, you know, like because again, you want to understand instead of being so quick to answer. You know, give yourself a minute. I tell my I tell my kids that all the time. Count to 3 before you respond. You know what I'm saying? Give yourself a minute before you respond because what you might in that quick sec- that second, you would turn around and you would you would have a whole nother thought just because you took a quick second. To do I that. agree with that. I, I agree awesome. with that as well. And someone in the comments is saying it's pretty much it's up to the one trying to get the point across to understand how to get the point across. Never assume that anyone knows what you're talking about. Now, that's a valid point because you can say whatever you're saying. You might take it one way. Rache might take it one way and Amir might take it one way. And I'm saying the same exact thing to all of you. Mm-hmm. Now, how you process it 
you know, but and and I also feel like the person who's processing it needs to get clarity if they don't have clarity instead of being defensive and reacting. Because right. that's when things go crazy. Right. And that's go why right. you take that time. You take that that extra second, that time. You know, right quick. I told you with my son, he had an issue in school where he got to class late, and the teacher said to him, "I'm gonna, um I'm gonna have to write you up." So he said, "Go ahead and write me up." So that I asked him, I said, "Yo, did you find that disrespectful when you really said that?" And he said, "No, Dad, not at that time." You understand? Mm. And, and then he had to really come back. And, and he said, yes, it was very disrespectful. And I'll go ahead and make it right tomorrow by apologizing. But in that quick second, because you're so quick to answer, you didn't even get the information in to answer properly. So that's why I said you, we need or we all need to learn how to communicate or how does it work for you? How can you communicate for you? Right. Yeah, it works for you. And the minute right. if I'm having a conversation with someone and I see that they're getting, if they feel offended or I'm seeing that they're getting a little agitated, I usually ask them, what did you hear me say? Right. <laughs> what did you hear me say? And then I can know exactly what it is so I can give you some clarity. That's not what I meant. This is what I meant. So let's move forward because you can tell immediately for somebody to be asking, you're like, oh, okay, well, I don't know why they're reacting that way. <laughs> Because all I was trying to say was, right. <laughs> and now we don't right. left. So I think that's a good practice to kind of understand. I mean, you can only say what you're going to say. Now you can see how a person is reacting by their look on their face, what they say. Then instead of reacting back to them, get clarity on what they're hearing you say, so you can, you know, make the situation easier. Yeah, that's absolutely. How you, that's I love that idea. And I hate to be the one to stop us because we're over time. Because this has been a great conversation, yeah. right? But we got to stay true to our time. Don't want to hold people, you know, too long. Um, right. Yeah, it's been great having you wanna... as part of the show. Like, it's been yes, really good. Absolutely. You really added a, a lot of um, depth to it. And it, you know, balanced it out a little bit because Rache always feels like he has to defend himself against us. Yeah, we're forced. Now, you know what I'm you know? saying? <laughs> it's never us against him, though. It's, but he it's always never us against him, but he feels <laughs> we, yes, we tap is. into his triggers it's and traumas, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where can we find you? No, we got a new saying. That's what we use First, first and foremost, I want to thank you all. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Shez. Thank you, Rod. You know, thank you guys for, you know, having me on your show. I'm always honored to be on here and, you know, have the opportunity to, you know, chop it up with you guys and share ideologies. Um, at the bottom there, you got A-Rock Sealy. That's my IG handle. Um, on Facebook, I'm Amir Sealy, A-M-I-R-S-E-A-L-Y. And on Twitter, I'm also Amir Sealy. I can't figure out all these other apps. So those are the only three I'm on at this particular <laughs> time because that's all I can handle trying to, you know, process uh, you know, on a normal basis. And, and, and tell them where to check you out on, on Mondays. You do the motivation. Okay. Mondays, on, the on Mondays, I, I do a, a show with uh, the comedian talent called uh, Motivational Mondays. It's actually on Facebook. It's on the WEMSradio.com um, app. So if you go on Facebook and you find that app, you can click on or join the group and you can see past shows and you can see the shows coming up we do that every monday at six o'clock and then talent and i we we we've been working uh diligently we do a show usually on fridays it's called the race debaters and that's just an opportunity for us to really give our ideologies about how much we're much more alike than we are different i know the world wants mm -hmm. to pit us all against one another but we have a lot more similarities than we do have differences and sometimes we find things like this situation, I heard y'all, you know, talking about the situation with the officer and the, and the young man. I know for a fact that we're probably going to be on at some point this oh, week yeah. to talk about that just because, you know, not only is it a hot button topic, but it's just something that really requires, you know, us unpacking so many things and so many layers. So I'm um, looking forward to that this week. Uh, matter of fact, tomorrow you can also find me on um, Real Talk Chronicles with Bill Foster. He's on Facebook. I'm going to be on his show probably on Monday and on Wednesday, six o'clock and seven o'clock. Yeah, six and seven. Okay. So, you know, just making a few rounds this week, just because, like I said, that hot, that hot button topic is going to be something that so many of us will really be trying to. Someone's asking for you to answer the question. I'm not sure which question um, you're referencing, Jerome. 
you know, I, yeah, I want y'all to tell you, you got to really, you really got to catch him in talent. Um, on that, um, on the Friday thing, y'all on Instagram with that? Am I correct? We are on Instagram. Yeah, we are on Instagram with uh, the Friday show, race debaters, and right. we're on Facebook, I, like I said, with the I, Monday I, show. I, mm. I did, I did catch that, and it was, it was really, really interesting. You made me late for my gig, but I really <laughs> appreciated it. It was a great, it was a great show, and I do tune in from time to time. So please make sure. Yeah, me too. You are definitely. Very yeah. informative. Appreciate you guys. I, I'm not sure what your question Jerome was talking about. I don't but, either. Uh, if he can, because I know we, we kind of went, you know, around and around, and it kept moving. Right. So we did have that. We didn't mention where we're located. So we needed to mention Absolutely. that as well. Right. You guys can um, check us out on uh... Twitch, Spotify, YouTube. Facebook and iHeartRadio. Um, go follow us on yes. Instagram. Amir, this is your second time on the show. Yes, he's a friend yes. to the show. Not your last. It won't be your last. Thank you. Thank you for everything. My brother, um, anytime, anytime, come <laughs> kick it with me, son. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, y'all just... Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate yeah. you. All thank right, you. Until next thank time. You. Yes. All right. All right, all right. That was a great show. That was a great show. Great, that was a great, great, show. great. I love to get other perspectives, and you know, Rache always seems to think that it's us against him, and that uh, you know, we against him, and but we're not. No, no, it's okay. No, I, and I, you are our male perspective, so it's always good to get it. Since it's two of us, it's always to get two males. Yeah, but it's just a lot of show. feminine energy sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It was, I, you know? I just felt Akawusa tonight. You know what I'm saying? Oh, listen to My you. My shoulders wasn't as heavy. You felt like the weight was all on you. Hey, shout out to the boy on the couch. The guy on the couch. (laughs) How's those Niners, Ronald? We miss you, man. When are you coming back? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I really enjoyed that. And shout out to the Philadelphia Eagles for winning. Good night, everyone.